my, my job is to somehow make them curious enough or persuade them by hook or crook to get more aware of themselves and where they came from and what they are into and what is already there and just to bring it out. This is what compels me to compel them. And I will do it by whatever means necessary. Welcome to the Black Girls Heal podcast, where we talk about healing our intimacy disorders, unresolved trauma, and building a healthy relationship with first ourselves and then others. Every episode, we will talk about advice you can apply today to break unhealthy patterns and grow in your self-worth. I'm Sheena Lachey, love addiction coach and trauma specialist. Let's begin. Hello, hello, ladies, and welcome to a special episode of Black Girls Heal. So I want to start doing little pop-in bonus episodes that are just me checking in with me talking about things that are going on with me, things that I'm reading, things that I'm learning that I want to share with you, that either there's an episode that it doesn't that doesn't connect to it, or I think it will just make an episode too long if I share all these things. And also for those of you who want to know about me and know how am I applying the things that I am teaching y'all here, what are the things that are making me happy? What are things that are stressing me out? Um, Because I know some of you are interested in those type of things. And because I am not active on social media, it's just not my thing. Uh, TikTok is the only one that I could totally see myself fully diving into. But even then, those of you who follow me on TikTok, you know, (laughs) the videos are not as frequent as they could be. And audio podcasting is where my sweet spot is. It is where I most easily show up. Um, It is the most convenient for me. And in this season of my life, I'm very much leaning into ease and flow and grace. And so I have been, and I'll probably be sharing this a little bit later. um, I have been trying to find what are the ways that I can rig the system, rig all the things that I do to work for work towards my strengths versus me trying to fit myself into what is available and what other people do. And so if you are interested in influencer Sheena, <laughs> that influencer energy, um, or just getting to know a little bit about me, this is an episode for you. If you don't care, then you can go ahead and stop listening now. And you can go and look to any of the other episodes and go through the archive and listen or re-listen to ones that you're just getting to. But yeah. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Before we get started, let's take a small break to say thank you to this week's sponsors. So like I said, today I'm going to be just sharing some things that are going on with me. Oh, but I do have, sorry for those who stopped listening. (laughs) I do have one special business announcement and it's a big one. So I have, I have some good news. Um, we have a sponsored spot for our October retreat. So um, someone has um, offered a spot um, to anyone who wants to come. The retreat is from Friday, October 21st through 
uh, Sunday, September 23rd, and we end around 11 a.m. So everyone can catch their flights or drive home or do whatever they're doing. You would need to come and arrive on Thursday evening uh, because I start teaching first thing on Friday. We have breakfast and women are checking in and everything on Thursday night. Um, you would also need to stay on property. Even if you live in Houston, you would need to stay on property. I am only taking applications and submissions for this spot um, via a form. Um, and I'm going to give you the link right now. It's blackgirlsheal.org slash contest. Okay. I am recording this. I'm going to post this on Thursday night, um, October 6th. And so um, the deadline is Wednesday, the 12th. And I'm going to read all the submissions and notify the person on Thursday, the 13th. If that person is no longer available or changes their mind, then I'm going to do it through um, the 14th, okay? And then once a person confirms that they can come, I will um, I will let everybody else know so you're not stressed and wondering if you made it or not or if you were selected or not. So I want to say thank you so much to the person who um, has offered this. Um, this is a very generous donation um, for those of you who saw the price point of the retreat. So we really appreciate you and your kindness um, to, to, to women's healing. So uh, you can go to blackgirlsheal.org slash contest. Um, to go directly to the forum to apply um, to get a sponsorship spot. I would love to know why you want to come, um, what you're wanting to work on, and all of those things. Um, this is completely open. This is um, It has no benefit to me whether or not, or there's no benefit towards your application, whether or not you're a previous student or um, not a previous student. Um, I just want to have the people who want to come be there. So, and the people who are going to bring all the great energy and love and just celebration that the last two retreats have brought. Um, those of you who are on social media, you have seen the reel on Instagram that the ladies took of just recapping their their after hours uh, celebration <laughs> after we finished our celebratory dinner. And I look forward to sharing more about that recap. It'll probably kind of I'll probably start sharing more right into the October recap, but. Um, but yes, uh, blackgirlshill.org slash. And I would love for, I just want to put this plug. I mean, if there's anyone else who has ever had that thought of wanting to sponsor and support other people and give back, especially if you've been a part of any BGH programs and you've seen the benefit or you haven't, but you, um, you believe in you know our platform and our teaching and all that, feel free to reach out and let me know if you want to sponsor something fully or in part. And um, I would love for that to become a tradition. So feel free to send me an email. Email is best, not my DMs. My DMs are in shambles. <laughs> so email is best. Uh, hello at blackgirlsheal.org. Okay, so now that I've said all of that, let's talk about me. <laughs> let's talk about checking in with how things are going over here. Uh, things are lovely, y'all. Um, I'm feeling very blessed and there are some really cool things that I really want to share with y'all. So I think the the main reason that I probably, well, I've been thinking about this for a while, but one of the main things I've been very excited to share with you is my new hyperfixation of astral cartography. So um, hyperfixation, for those of you who don't know, is when there is a topic or a theme or a subject or a hobby or just something that someone with ADHD 
will hyper focus on and want to learn everything about and be super in-depth and explore. And right now it's astral cartography. And what that is, is in the same way that someone will use someone's birth chart and astrology to look at their stars and their placements and say, okay, well, because your Mercury is in um, Scorpio, this is what this means for you and communication. And um, because your Venus is in Libra, this is what love looks like for you and, and that kind of stuff, like going more in depth. But with astral cartography, they take your birth chart and they put it across the world map. Stay with me now, because this is where it gets interesting. What that does is across the world map, all of your different placements, there are lines that show where the qualities of those planets are the strongest for you. So what does that mean? So in astrology, each planet means something different. So Venus means love, like I said before. Jupiter is about kind of your luck and how how things work out for you, where your fortune is. Uh, Mercury is about communication. Mars are the things that you're passionate about. Um, and Saturn is usually, um, this is where I kind of mix things up. But Saturn, from my understanding, is about where your, your struggle and your growth may be, the places that you will go through life lessons um, to evolve to be a better person. But usually they're the they're the things that are hard won for you. Um, and very similar with Pluto. And stuff like that. So you can look at where the lines are on the world map and the lines that align with your Venus and your Jupiter and your sun sign. So that's the main sign that everybody knows, even if you don't believe in astrology. So whether or not you are a Capricorn, a Sagittarius like me, shout out to the fire signs uh, or, you know, cancer or whatever else. If Anytime that you're along, along your sun sign line, for example, those are going to be places that you show up more confidently. Um, the ones that you that are around your Jupiter are usually around prosperity and abundance. Uh, the ones about around Venus are the ones where there's a lot of attraction, whether or not it is romantic friendship, but just you build a lot of connections along those lines. And then there's different subsets of that, depending on if they're ascending lines or descending lines. But I'm not an expert in it, so I'm, that's as far as I'm going to go. The reason why I'm telling you this is because I love to travel, and I love just randomly picking places to go and exploring cultures and everything. And once I put, once I learned about astral photography, and I looked at the places that I went to that I loved, that other people didn't quite love, and the places that I hated, that people told me that they loved, when I looked at where all my lines fell, it made sense. So for example, for me, my Pluto line lies directly over Seattle and around that area. And in those areas, whenever I took a road trip one year, when I went down the West Coast and I started in Vancouver and went all the way down California, and it was phenomenal. It was for a few weeks. Uh, and in that Seattle region, that was the area that I had the most discord and the most overtly racist things that have ever happened to me, uh, like directly people refusing to open doors for me, um, an establishment, like the people who worked inside, people refusing to serve me. And it was just really, <laughs> it was not a good time. And I was ready to go. This guy, this guy who, uh, who was not a safe person stalking me and trying to stay with me and trying to get me to, um, 
being upset that I wouldn't spend time with him when he had to go back to, he was like on some type of house arrest where he had to go back at 4 p.m. Y'all, and he was mad that I was trying to get away from him. That kind of stuff. So Seattle was not a good place for me. On the other hand, I went to Mozambique um, uh, years ago, and that's directly along my my Venus and my Jupiter line. And when I tell you, I felt so loved and at home and the people were just so amazing. I know that's common in many places, but um, it it was a very different experience than any of the other places that I've been to because, uh, you know, when you travel, those people who travel, you know that people in other countries are usually super warm, super welcoming, um, you know, want to spend time with you. They're super gracious. Um, So that is not a new experience, but just the, the depth and the intensity that I that I felt it and how beautiful I felt it was bar none um, to nothing else so me learning about this I've been like very strategic around and those are just two examples there are other ones me learning about this I'm like okay well I'm going to see what happens if I intentionally now that this is a thing for me if I intentionally travel along these lines and see what comes up for me and see what doesn't. And I wanted to share this with y'all because I know lots of you feel stuck and stagnant where you are. And there are things that are just not clicking and it makes you feel like you're going, um, I don't want to use the C word, but it makes you feel like there's something wrong with you or like maybe you're not understanding it, understanding things right, or if there's something that you need to move. And some of y'all are saying, man, I just wish that I could get out of here because where the city I'm at is just not working. And I know I've said at some previous episode here, because I know this is something that I've truly believed up until now, now there's an amendment to it, that wherever you go, there you are, you're going to bring those same beliefs and, and mindsets and insecurities with you. And I believe that's true. And I believe that if there are places that just aren't energetically good for you and that there's a lot of drama or trauma, whether or not it's you or generationally there, it might be good to pick a new place. And if you're into this type of stuff, some of you are not, some of you have probably skipped all this because just, um, you know, according to your faith, it's like, oh, this is um, witchcraft stuff, (laughs) you know, like I understand, I completely understand. But for those of you who are still here with me, I would encourage you to kind of try it out and just see and just go and visit a couple places. Um, I mean, what can it hurt? What can it hurt to get on a flight and go to some place that is along your Venus line or along your Jupiter line and just see if you like it? Um, and if nothing else, if you can't move, then at least just to visit and just to see um, and get a reprieve, right? And see what those different settings are like. Um, so So yeah, I wanted to share that with you. The way that you find out how to do that, let me pull up the website. Um, You would go to astro.com and, um, or you can just Google astro click travel and it's under the website astro.com and you put in your name, uh, the time you were born and the place you were born and you can use a different name if you want to for those who are live there. I'm still my identity. You don't have to sign up for anything. You don't give your email address. It's completely free. And just explore. And if you click on the lines, if you click on the lines, they tell you what each of the lines mean. And um, you can kind of um, figure it out on your own. I follow people on TikTok, obviously. Or I follow one account on TikTok that really um, talks about this. And they do live readings and stuff like that. So that's where I really um, dove into it. 
but yeah i hope that i hope that's interesting for those who want it uh so that is astral cartography i'm reading a book that i'm reading right now or that i'm about to start reading is the art of giving and receiving it is something that my body worker uh recommended to me so some of you know that currently in this stage of my life my therapist is a somatic experiencer um so and she is phenomenal we're dealing with the places that my trauma that my stress that my emotions that my feelings have been locked into my body and it's been freeing so much stuff and at the level that we're at now your girl is like hiding under tables and that's that's not an exaggeration it's like amber i don't want to do this shit today (laughs) and so she recommended a book to me called the art of no it's called the art of receiving and giving which i think is really clever when she told me the title because i had said it the first way before the art of giving and receiving i thought that that was such a clever clever decision on the author's part because how much more comfortable is it for us to lead with, I'm going to give first, like I'm going to do first, I'm going to show up for them first, and then maybe consider myself last. Maybe I'll receive a little bit on the end, but really the joy and the pleasure that I have is in giving to this person, showing up for them. And no, like we need to switch to being where receiving is something that we take in more than anything, especially those of us who have this trauma where it's hard for us to receive, that everything we do is like a fight response and we're constantly busy, we're constantly distracting ourselves and that kind of stuff. So that's the book. The reason why I'm saying I have not started it is because these days I exclusively read books, quote unquote, on Audible. I have not, um, anytime I've tried to read a physical book, even on Kindle, I fall asleep. And I used to make fun well I used to judge people in my head I didn't make fun of them out loud did I I don't know I was I was a teenager but I um I just didn't understand because I love like holding books and and turning the page and feeling it and smelling it like I still love books but the way my attention is set up the way my free time is set up it is just so much easier for me to to listen to everything um audibly um and either multitask or even just lay there and um, stay awake while I'm listening to it. Um, especially if it's something that I'm trying to get into my subconscious, you know, listening to think whatever you listen to before you go to sleep affects your sleep. It affects how you feel the next day. Um, and it affects your dreams. I mean, I'm sure many of you know that I'm seeing that. So just be mindful of what you're taking in. Um, this is me, um, the pot calling the kettle black because your girl for sure is still trying to break that habit of being on TikTok um, until the phone falls out of her hand and she falls asleep. So, um, but when I am mindful of it, I try to make sure that if I am taking in any type of media before I go to sleep, that it's something that's positive and nurturing. Um, so I have the book on Kindle. So I'm going to have to wait until afternoon hours with my little one next to me. He's going to have to have his own iPad too, because if he is not distracted, we are playing with monster trucks and, um, and Legos <laughs> or whatever else he's got going on for the whole day. So, but maybe we can, I'll come back later and I'll tell you what I'm thinking of the book. So that's another favorite one. Well, that's something I'm reading. A favorite thing that I've been having, and this is kind of a a random thing, but it's just been so funny to me. So the phrase of the moment that I've been loving and enjoying is be fucking for real. 
And again, if you are on any type of TikTok, social media, Twitter, um, you know, there has been, it is everywhere right now. We all have those phrases that come and go. And, you know, be fucking for real has been around, I'm sure, forever. But just the placement of it, I just find delightful. It is hilarious to me anytime I I see somebody use it. <laughs> and so <laughs> I I am still too polite to where I may have that thought, be fucking for real, but there's only certain people that I will let that filter go. Um, especially because I spend a lot of time um you know, either momming or with friends and, you know, we're catching up and stuff. And so I'll, I'll let it go. But like with my clients, if they're telling me something that's going on with them, I'm not going to say be fucking for real, either about them or about somebody else. You know, that's not going to be the most um, encouraging thing. Um, even if I'm trying to validate with them, um, you just have to be mindful of that. So um, because I don't really have those many places to, to share it and on my even on my TikTok, I want to be mindful to not be super sassy because just because I want to make sure that it stays a safe place. So I'm not really going to make those types of TikToks, at least not right now. We'll see how I change and grow and evolve a year from now. If a year from now, I'm like, well, that Sheena needed to do what she needed to do. And this Sheena is letting it all hang out. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to say that. Um, no, no, there's no benefit of that to you <laughs> other other than me just saying that I've been really enjoying it. Uh, something that is a benefit to you, but does involve a funny story on my end. So I recently moved. And so I have moved to a new place that is quiet. Oh my God. I think, I think it's actually still on Instagram and Facebook, but one of my last lives, either the most recent one, from like a month or so ago, or the one before that, my old apartment was so effing loud. I don't know why I'm censoring now when I just said what I said, but it was so effing loud. It was right along a street and you would hear all the, the cars and the fire trucks and the ambulances all of the time to the point that I had to get multiple white noise machines just for my son to be able to sleep. And if it wasn't that, they cut the grass three, four, five times a day. I'm like, how many times can you go over that one patch of grass? Like, it's not cut. It, it, you know, it's just, and it's not even that much grass outside. And so it was always going. And so on the last live, y'all, I went, for those of y'all who watched it, <laughs> again, I don't even know. I think I just posted it and just went and like decompress and did something else so it might still be there but when I tell you I try to go into closets I try to go into bathrooms with still still being on camera I'm uh, still trying to teach people these lessons so I have not been on live um in a minute because of that and you know I of course I'm on live with my students but it's at night um and even then sometimes the cars are just out of control um and people are speed racing down the street in the suburbs I just don't get it but um, but now I'm in a quiet place. So I look forward to, I can record this at any time of day. It's just great. Y'all don't hear like a slight buzzing in the background. I just, from the lawnmowers, I just love it. So I look forward to coming back on video, coming back on lives, now that I don't have that as a deterrent for when I am at a place and ready to teach that I can't, which prolongs it even more. Because um, I got a list of like maybe... 
70 different topics for lives. Uh, so your girl's got content for y'all. In addition to any of the other things that I've taught before, I could easily just do a recap and just teach them on live and do like a, a little master class. But the environment had not been fitting, but now it is. So, so yeah, that's good. Okay. Why did I say that? The story that I wanted to share was, so with me moving, um, I was, I was talking to a friend and I told them that I was moving and they were like, um, well, yeah, if you, and I was told them I was stressed about it cause it was a lot. And they were like, well, yeah, if you need anything, just let me know. And so I said, oh, well, I, you know, I hate moving. So I never offered to help my friends move cause I know I'm going to resent it and I'm, and I'm going to hate it and I'm not strong at that kind of stuff. So I never offer. So when you say that you're offering to help, are you, do you really mean that? Or are you um, offering to like send over pizza or to help unpack? Are you offering to like help pay for something? Like, what, what do you mean? And then they, <laughs> then they were like, um, they, they pulled back all the way and they said something to the effect of, well, I just heard about it. Um, you know, and, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm kind of busy right now. I mean, I didn't know. So, um, I don't know how available I can be. And I'm like, yo, in my head, I didn't say this, but I'm like, you offered, what do you mean? (laughs) Which is fine because like I said, I hate, I hate moving. So I had no expectation. I was just trying to get clarification on what was available. Um, and if it wasn't really available, if it was just like a cordial greeting, I would have been totally fine with them saying that as well. But I was like, don't act like I was telling you to do something that I wasn't telling you to do. And it was fine. You know, we're, we're cool. Everything's good. I really love them. Um, but I just thought it was funny. So, um, so here's the tip that I have for y'all, because it, it made me think about a couple of things. It made me think about how when my mom died, it made me think about how when my family was going through transitions, when my son was in the NICU, when, you know, just all of these really tough moments that happened. Um, and people would say, if you need anything, let me know. And there are a couple reasons why I feel like that offer kind of sets everybody up for disappointment, for, for anger, for resentment, for feeling drained, for feeling taken advantage of, for being used, um, for feeling like they're not really being supported because the person doesn't know, first of all, if what you mean is that you really want to help. Two, they don't know what you're offering. So one person could be saying, be saying if you need anything, let me know. And they are just talking about thoughts and prayers like they all they have to offer is vibes <laughs> like maybe they won't even pray but they're like send you a positive thought in your direction like that's that's what they have and maybe there's somebody else who is like you know I'll cover the bill like you tell me how much it is I'll write the check like that that's the level of generosity that they're at or they're like I'll show up I'll I'll clean this I'll do this for you um but that person doesn't know because they're not a my reader and also if you're someone who and which I think is probably so common for many of us. If you're someone who has ever asked for help and then the person either doesn't show up for you, they act like you're selfish or greedy, they blame you for being um, for being needy, they um, use it against you later on, you have learned that you don't ask people for help. You, you've learned that, especially if it's like something that is just culturally acceptable, that this is just something that people say, you don't take people seriously. So the tip I have for you is that if you are on the end where you are wanting to help somebody, 
be specific about what it is that you need or what, what it is that you have to offer. If you are only offering thoughts and vibes, that is totally okay. So, but you need to tell them. So if you ever need someone to cheer you up and let you know it's okay, I got you. If you're someone who's like, if you need anything financially, I have up to X amount to give you. Give them a number, y'all. You know, we don't talk about money enough and how triggering that is, especially for people who, not only for people who are in need, for people who are in need and even for people who have it. There's so many emotions that happen around money. And so, again, someone may be totally undercutting themselves and saying, if you, if you have anything to share, then I'll take it. And meanwhile, that might turn you off if you're like, well, I'm telling you I'm here to help. Like it, you may feel offended that they're not actually asking you and then you want to rescind the offer. You see what I'm saying? So tell someone directly if you have money to, to spare, say I can I can put um, I can put 200 on this. I can put a thousand on it. I can put twenty five dollars on it. I, I got 10. You need ten dollars. Uh, like be specific. It is OK. And it's going to help you and it's going to help them. And then if they say no, then that's on them. You know, maybe you planted a seed to where they start to believe that when people offer help, that they mean it. If you can offer time and energy, let's say you don't have the money or you're the type of person that you don't like giving people money. um, And you're also the type of person where your love language is through acts and service. Say, um, I I can come over on Tuesday to help with laundry while you just lay around and take care of you. Does Tuesday work or was it, does another day work? And be direct about what you can offer, what it looks like, and when. Um, and I think that's going to help everybody out. It's going to help you as someone who's trying to be a friend and trying to be supportive. Um, be communicative. It's going to let the other person know what you're available for. And that we don't all keep going around saying, well, I wish I had help. And you don't know what it looks like. and You don't know what's available for you. We hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. As our country continues to grow and make new meaning of the intersection between current and historical events, it is so important to stay connected to the voices and the leaders who are influencing what progress, connection, equality, and truth mean to us as Black people. The next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and creating world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be Black today told from a unique Black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection from some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. It's NPR Noir. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths on NPR wherever you get your podcasts. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When healing from an intimacy disorder, one of the first things you have to do right after getting clear on your patterns of addictive behaviors, avoiding behaviors, and living in deprivation is clearing out the roots that caused it. Clearing out the experiences, the traumas, the narratives that have kept you stuck all of these years. In my signature coaching program, The Recovery School, you have the opportunity to reveal the sources of low self-worth, to learn about how old roles in your family have resulted in codependency, shutting down, and not letting others in, and also to learn how to talk to and connect to your inner child in a way that is soothing and healing. This is the next step to reframing the old stories that have plagued you for years to evolve to being a healed and loved woman and having access to the love and the relationships and self-worth that you've always wanted. Learn more and get started by going to therecoveryschool.com. Again, that is therecoveryschool.com. And you just feel so alone. Like it's just, it's hard. It's hard on all sides. So hopefully that tip is helpful to all of us. Ladies, I am so excited to share that for this podcast episode, I've partnered with eHarmony, the dating app that helps people find real genuine connection. And for me, this app has absolutely held true to their promise, connecting me to a truly incredible relationship and partnership with someone who truly gets me. Dating apps can be so hard when it comes to filtering through persons who you may not have anything in common with or who may not be super serious about the process and committed. With eHarmony's one-of-a-kind compatibility quiz, you get a baseline standard in every match of your compatibility around values, communication styles, likes and dislikes, energy levels, and so much more. My experience with eHarmony has always been superb with not only the quality of men I was matched with, but also with our compatibility when dating, eliminating the stress of feeling as if I was wasting my time. So join the dating app that helps users find their most authentic relationships. eHarmony, get who gets you and start free today. Hey, we hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. Let's take a quick break to say thanks to this week's sponsors. Speaking of friends, so for other people who are sapiosexuals, meaning you love intelligence, I am one as well. And I love people who are nerds. I, it is the biggest, (laughs) biggest um, turn on for me that if we're eating pizza and I say something and you like randomly just say, yeah, that's so that's totally connected to what happened to the Byzantine Empire in 1300. Um, they did this and this and this. And I'm like, break it down for me. Yes. Like I just, I love that stuff. I love learning about things that I don't know about. But when I meet someone who I'm just like, I know nothing around you, it's floodgates are open, right? And so the here's what I want to say about that though. It is so hard to meet friends who identify as male, (laughs) who have that quality, who are not assholes at the same time. Whenever I meet someone who is super smart and super humble, humble, 
and they talk with you versus at you. Like they, it's obvious you don't know what they're talking about, but they are talking to you not like your four-year-old and that they are, are gracious and they are warm and they're still inviting and they don't talk over you when you like ask a question or contribute something that maybe you actually do know about what they're talking about. And so it could be a, a mutual conversation. Um, those type of people I love. When I meet them, I'm like, stay around me forever and ever. I never want to lose you. And the people who talk to me like I'm dumb. And I mean, this might be a universal thing for everybody, but I ain't got time for it. And so I I hate that. Because even though I have my polite home training filter on, uh and I'm and I might say something to let you know I'm not dumb, uh, but for the most part, we're gonna end that conversation. We're probably not gonna talk again, um, and I'm okay with that. And they're they're usually okay with that too because I'm not playing the game. But shout out to our gracious, kind, funny, engaging nerds out there. We see you. We love you. You're valued in this world, and we need more of you. Please share with your brethren how to not dominate and take up so much space and share. You might actually have better conversations and even feel more respected and affirmed if you allow space for the other person in a conversation. Just just throwing that out there. So a couple more things before I tell you I end with the things that I'm working on for BGH uh, because I, I know I spend a lot of time or I've said a lot of times Especially the last few months, you know, some things are changing, some things are coming. I'll let y'all know when it's coming. And today, when I was getting my breakfast tacos at this new Mexican place that I think I'm going to build a strong, um, a strong connection to um, and buy tacos every morning that I should probably just make at home. But anyways, um, when I was getting my tacos for breakfast, I was thinking, you know, Part of the reason I stopped sharing what I was doing is because something would always happen and it wouldn't even be intentional on my part. It would just be, you know, something broke down. Somebody got sick. Someone goes to the hospital. Um, There's a pandemic like something would always happen that whatever I said out loud, it wouldn't come to pass. And just me, I was it made me feel very insecure It made me feel I'm really embarrassed in how I showed up as a professional in front of y'all and not really wanting anyone to feel disappointed or frustrated with um, something not coming to pass when I said it was going to happen um, because of these external circumstances. And um, I realized a couple of things. One, I do think think that there's some wisdom in that because as I have learned, um, as I've learned to navigate this diagnosis, that you know, things take a lot longer than you think it's going to take, whatever, and you being me. Um, But I also think that could probably apply to most people with ADD or ADHD, that um, whatever amount of time you have budgeted and allotted, you can probably multiply that by either two or three. And that's the real amount of time it's going to take you, even if you're giving yourself generous buffer time. And that's been my experience. Um, So I think there is some wisdom with that. But I also think that um, it it has robbed some of the excitement that happens when people get to build with you, when people get to 
grow with you and and um, get excited with you versus I've been working in the lab on something for a long time. And then I'm like, hey, here it is. And they're like, OK, what's this? What's happening? OK, that's cool. Um, this is the first time hearing about it, you know, and I, I love whenever I the people I follow let me in on the process. So I'm going to start reintroducing this. Um, I'm trusting that the people who rock with me understand. Uh, well, I know that y'all do because y'all tell me you do. Um, but just understand that there may be some ebbs and flows to this and the timeline may be a little bit different, but uh, they're coming. And this was uh, this is what's on the roadmap to come. But before I do that, I just wanted to share one thing that's bringing me joy. One one more thing that's bringing me joy. And just want to shout out to anybody else if this brings you joy. One of the corners of TikTok that I'm on is cleaning ASMR and organizing ASMR. And so I love, I love the videos of people cleaning out their cars. And now I'm following this guy who just cleans rugs and like washes them. And um, people who are just, you know, stacking snacks in their pantry. And, you know, you wash this stuff and you're like, ooh, look how she, how she going to line up the fruit snacks with the goldfish crackers. <laughs> and look how pretty those cans are in the fridge. And sometimes, you know, when they're organizing their desk, you're like, she don't need those many pins. She got 18 million pins, but they're all so pretty how she has them lined up. So I'm, I'm for it, you know. And the other day, you know, I'm doing my scroll and there were like eight of those in a row. And I felt so seen and so embarrassed at the same time. <laughs> I was like, is this, is this my life? Is this, <laughs> is this what brings me joy? And yes, yes, it is. I even tried to, I was like, okay, there has to be something that's different than, than this in the next video. So a couple of them, I kind of like scrolled past it and watched the whole thing. Um, and then I was like, no, I want to see it. So I had to go back and and watch it and get get my fix. Um, but shout out to everybody else who loves those videos too. I just think they're just so soothing and amazing and inspiring. And I love my little unique um, niches of uh, uh, corners of TikTok that I'm on. Okay, so there's that. Let's talk about what I'm working on with BGH. I want to start involving y'all in the process. I'm probably going to do these for any of you, again, who are still with me. I'm probably going to do these mostly where I go into depth about what I'm working on. Whenever I do these, um, I'm going to do these monthly. Um, so whenever I do these monthly, just Sheena check-ins, uh, just what am I doing as healer and how are things going for me? Oh, which I didn't really talk about my personal routine. If I have time at the end, I'll talk about it. And if not, I'll save that for a future episode. But here are the things that I'm working on with BGH. The first thing is our website. So our, we have had the same website design for several years now. And it's been amazing. My graphic designer, Kelly, is phenomenal. However, uh, you know, programs are different. The ways that the website needs to be utilized is very different. And so with it being housed on WordPress, it makes it really difficult for it to be updated. I made work websites for years. I started out in WordPress. I started off as one of the girls who had the angel fires and the blog pages and doing all the HTML when I was in high school. So 
that was a world that I loved and I was very, very committed to it, especially because back in the day, uh, Squarespace used to be very, um, is a lot different than it is now. It was, it, WordPress had a lot more functionality than Squarespace. And as time has gone on, I have revisited Squarespace and I'm like, okay, this, this is the move. So for the last month and a half, we've been migrating things. We've been updating landing pages. Um, I've been taking the time to get all this clear while, you know, I'm coaching in the current recovery school program and just putting my focus in that into the retreat and getting this website up to date. Um, and so what's going to be different on the website is that there is going to be, uh, one of the, I'll tell you one of the functional things that I think is going to be really important because we have years and years worth of offers and events and specials and things that have happened, uh, and challenges that if you listen to the podcast, you're like, Oh, that sounds really cool. I would like to do it. And it is something that happened a year or two ago. So it's not currently happening right now. So there is going to be a page that is, it's going to be called retired programs or closed programs or something like that. And it's going to have a list of all the things that are no longer available and then what their replacement is or what their alignment is so that no one, no one has to feel as if, Oh man, I missed my opportunity. You know, there's one person who, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, she, Sorry, y'all. The way she wrote the email was very funny. So unfortunately, she was one of the one of my lovely, lovely ladies, and I and I fell for feel for her. But um, she found the podcast, uh, you know, maybe two weeks after the September cohort closed. So she said she said something to the effect. This is a strong paraphrase, but she said, um, "I just found this and I can't join it." Man, I guess I, she said, "I guess I'm shit out of luck." And then I had to be like, oh, it was just, I I chose to take it as, you know, she wasn't cussing at me, but she was just, uh, because she said SOL, she didn't spell it out. But um, I just had to take it as if she was just like talking and just sharing with me. Um, I don't want anybody to ever feel that they're shit out of luck, ever. So uh that page is going to be there also part of what's going to end up being updated um once everything all the links and everything are clear we're going to update all of the podcast show notes um going back from the beginning and um sending you directly to the the more updated links so there's nothing that's broken there's nothing like oh this is closed oh you miss you missed this and you're over there trying to scour to find something else um there are a couple other things that I want to say that I'm going to do, but I'm not sure if I'm going to have time to do those yet. So those are, I am going to save. So the website right now is the priority. The second thing this month, and, and everybody has their marching orders, um, who's, who's helping me with that. Um, and I hope to have it out and updated by the end of October officially. So it may look very similar to you, um, but hopefully it'll be very a lot more easier to navigate. So there's that. The second thing that is the priority for me is the recovery school. So like I said, I am no longer going to be teaching it live. So many of you wanted to still be able to join um, and get that benefit. And like I said, that that is my core program. It is what I have built to put in everything that I know to help women condense 
two years of recovery from love addiction, love avoidance, because that's what the literature says. It takes two years of individual therapy every week and group therapy for women to break these cycles. I've condensed all that into a six month coaching program. So at least the way that I've been teaching it. And women typically start to fall off around four months once they start to get what they need and they just kind of stay around for like community's sake. But really, it doesn't take six months to do the program. So what I've been doing and what I've outlined written out is because I've had two tracks for the recovery school. It used to be just one big program with all these bonus lessons. But then in the reiteration of it, when it used to be called from addicted and avoidant to available, and then I brought it back to the recovery school. I should have never changed that name, which when I start my healer mentorship series, which will also start this month, I'm going to talk more about some of the mistakes that in hindsight I've made as a healing professional to prevent y'all from making those mistakes as well. Um, But I have, I've had two tracks in the recovery school. One is dating while healing within for women who want to date in a healthy, healthy way, but also want to heal the trauma that comes within it. Um, And then also the growing and self-love track, which is typically what um, everyone who just wants to really focus on themselves and or people who are in married and committed partnerships, that's the track that they took. So I am writing and amending this to make it a the self-healing track. So what that means is I'm going to take all the lessons who are currently there. I'm going to re-record them because, you know, a lot of it talks about, we'll do this in the community and do this tell me this, but I'm not going to be as available as I was before. Um, there is going to be some access to to support, but not as much as, um, not, not, I shouldn't say not as much, not in the way that it is right now. But I am going to be recording um, all the places that I know women typically get stuck where they ask questions. I'm going to be recording myself um, giving inspiration and support and answering those questions before they're even asked uh, in hopes of helping women feel super supported and secure in doing this process in addition to the other ways that um, they'll be able to ask for support even though the group calls won't be every week like they were before. So um, that is the second one. Um, those of you who have been like, I really, really wanted to join this program, don't worry, you you will be able to join it. Um, and that is my second priority. And then the third priority is, oh, this might actually need to be the fourth one, but I'll tell you this one. I was going to say my YouTube videos. So I was very serious as well when I said in the previous episode how a lot of what I've been exploring and spending time meditating and looking at and coming home to myself, which is something else I also look forward to talking with you you healers out there about, um, is how is it that I want to teach in this next season of Black Girls Heal? So I was very serious when I said I want to be able to provide even more resources than I already do, um, more so and more directly to everybody. And so when I think about simplicity and I think about doing things in ease and I think about not inventing something else and using what is already available. I'm like, okay, YouTube, I'm going to start putting all these tools, all these things that I teach people in my program that I think are appropriate to have out there. Um, all the videos and different curriculum lessons and things that I have, I'm like, okay, we're going to put it on YouTube and we're going to have sections for our tapping scripts. We're going to have sections for, um, 
um, for, like I said, the tools, sections for videos on love addiction, on family stuff, on trauma stuff, on self-love stuff. And so your girl's got a big vision. I always, you, you don't have to worry about me not running out of ideas. Um, so that is the plan. However, what is priority because the podcast does exist, um, because there are, I, I say, I share so much already here. And I know so many of y'all listen and re-listen to this. Um, I really do want to get this healer mentorship uh, mastermind program started. Um, I really do want to live up to the promise that I shared that we would start this um, fall holiday season. Uh, and for me to do that, your girl's got to rank and prioritize. Miss, I got to use my ADD skills and go from top to bottom and stay on the list, which is one tool that if I do an episode where I talk about how I manage my ADD, then I will go into more depth about the ways that I will batch and get things done, um, knowing that it's very easy for me to get off track and to not follow through with things. But um, but yeah, the priority is the healer mentorship mastermind. So I will, there's going to be another episode this month. So my plan is to have four episodes a month with it's just our weekly topics on all things love addiction love avoidance trauma self-healing relationships toxicity all that for that to stay current and then for there to be the sheena check-in episode um or catch up with sheena is probably what what i'm going to call it um for each month and then another one for healers now that i'm saying that out loud so that may be ambitious so i might need to make one of those four episodes the one for healer mentors to mentorship topics for other healers, especially because for the fellas needs to come back. When, when I talk about, I am so devoted to having men have a safe place as well, because many of you date and marry and reproduce with men. And your biggest concern is that you're a partner with men who are unhealthy and they also don't have these resources. I, I have to, I have to get these out and also because I love I I believe in the fullness of all of us and I can't do this work if I don't believe that. I can't say out my mouth I love someone and I believe in them but then, you know, the next moment I'm talking out my ass and, and saying something negative about them. For me that doesn't work. I know that for other people they're able to make that separation, but I can't. And especially being a boy mom, and especially at, you know, y'all have already heard me say all this before. Um, if you if you have heard the For the Fellas podcast or the, the trailer here um, on this channel, but I have served men and women, black men and black women. Uh, and when I say the hurt is equal, I talk about the trauma that we go through as little girls and little boys of being unloved and unseen and unheard that leads us to be, to do all these really fucked up things in relationships until that stuff is healed until that stuff is looked at and confronted. We're just putting band-aids and pretty things on top of it, but it always, those roots always come back up. They always come out to show the weeds come up and choke out everything. And so, um, and so I want to, I want to, 
get more consistent with for the fellas so that I can have both sides hopefully coming together and healing together. And hopefully I do it right. Um, I have a lot of anxiety around that and hoping that I'm, I'm speaking honestly, honestly and truly and um, truly healing. And I have wonderful people in my life pouring into me and wonderful men who have offered to come on the podcast who I love and respect and think that they are such an amazing balance of masculinity and, and an emotional awareness and strength and wisdom and drive. And I just think they're phenomenal. Um, so all that to say, I have to make sure that I'm making enough time with everything while also knowing that where Sheena is right now is ease and flow. <laughs> Even though I just listed all that stuff, it may not sound like it. But really, what what I'm doing right now, and you know, we're really late on time, so I'll have to save this for another another episode. But where I am right now, when I look at my schedule, my schedule is blocked out all the ways that I practice self-care, where my breaks are, when I do my body work, when I do my exercises, when I do my meditation, when I play with my son. I fill out all of that stuff first, and then I say, okay, now when am I working? And... That has, that is a small but significant change that helps me keep focused. So even when I get off track or even if I do start to feel overwhelmed or feel like I'm trying to do too many things, all I have to do is go back to that standing schedule and I say, okay, this, this is my, this is home. This is start for me. This, this is my foundation. So how do I get back to this place? What do I need to remove? So all that to say, all the things that I have as priority and that I'm planning for, it has to go within the hours that I have available because I'm no longer the Sheena who works two till two or three o'clock in the morning. I, I don't do that. I'm not the Sheena who's working all weekend. Um, you know, sometimes I'll answer emails and boxers from my, from my private clients and do that kind of stuff. But for the most part, I I am living my life so that I can give to y'all and I can show up good and refreshed and happy and not resentful and full and take the advice that I give y'all every week. So, so yeah, I'll have to save more about that for a future episode. But those are the priorities um, with the website being number one and then the recovery school being number two so that everybody can get started um, and moving forward. So I think that's it, y'all. That's it for this this check-in. I hope that those of you who listened enjoyed it. I hope that you enjoyed hearing me laugh at myself <laughs> and share a little bit of tea here and there. Um because I usually only share tea for things that are like long gone and done and like, who cares? Cause I know people who I went to elementary school, listen to this. I know family that I don't talk to anymore listens to this. I know family that I do talk to listens to this. Um, I even think some exes listen to this. So, um, <laughs> so I'm always very mindful about what I share and what I don't share. Um, but it's cool. It's cool. All right, y'all I'm sending you love and I cannot wait to see you in next week's episode. And as always, please take care of yourselves and I hope you have a great, great weekend. Bye. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. 
But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.